And now it's time for this morning's scripture reading. Let's listen in as Reverend Sarah Alexander shares all about her ministry at Birmingham first, and then let's listen into the word this morning and our scripture reading from First Peter. Hi friends, my name is Reverend Sarah Alexander, and I serve as Deacon of Young People at Birmingham First in Birmingham, Michigan. And it is a pleasure to be with you today. Um, I serve um, in a specialized ministry um, in discipleship with middle schoolers, high schoolers, and folks in their 20s and 30s. And so I have the privilege of being able to walk alongside young people as they discern their faith and find their place in the church. Today, I'm bringing you our scripture for this morning, and it is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Hear these words. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is the word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. Well, now I'd like to introduce this morning's guest preacher. Brittany Willingham is a native of Flint and a member of the Bethel United Methodist Church. She's got a degree from the U of M Flint and another degree from Grace Christian University. Brittany comes from a family of pastors. Her father is a United Methodist pastor. Her brother is currently studying in seminary. And Brittany is in the process of answering God's call to ordain ministry. We are so very grateful for her willingness to answer that call. And we're grateful for Brittany's willingness to share the good news of God's love today with the people of the Court Street United Methodist Church. Good morning, Court Street family and friends. My name is Brittany Willingham, and I'm so excited to be with you this morning. I bring you greetings from Bethel United Methodist Church, where Pastor James Cogman is my pastor. I would also like to thank your pastor, Pastor Jeremy Peters, for inviting me to share the gospel with you this morning. I wish that we could all be together, and I know virtual church is very cool, but nothing beats being able to see your beautiful, warm, and smiling faces. So I hope that in due time, we'll all be able to get together very soon. But before we jump into our message for today, let's go to God together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for another day to worship you, oh God. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this worship service on today. Father, I pray that something be said today that would encourage somebody's heart. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, my message today to you is very simple. Get out of the gray. Get out of the gray. I want you to pause for a moment and picture the color gray in your mind. You see, the color gray is an intermediate color between the colors black and white. It's literally the color that is produced when black and white are blended together. The color gray is pretty neutral. It doesn't totally lend itself to being light or dark. It's too dark to be white, but too light to be black. It shows no loyalty to either side. The color gray lies unclearly in the middle of these two very contrasting concepts. 
of light and dark. If we were to apply this color principle to our spiritual lives and understand that our world also consists of these two very contrasting concepts, light and dark. If we understand the light to be righteousness and the dark to be sin and the things of this world, many Christians may find that there is a lot of gray on their canvas. There are many mixtures of what we want to do and what God has called us to do. There are intermediates between gaining people's approval and God's approval. Many areas where we remain neutral when we should take a stand. Some of us haven't totally lended ourselves to being 100% about God and the life that he has called us to live, but we're not totally against God either. We're too saved to be labeled as unbelievers, but not committed enough to make the adjustments that are necessary. We're just kind of somewhere in the middle doing what serves us best. We know enough to ask God for what we want, without relinquishing our control. Instead, we offer him whatever we have left over. We find ourselves in this gray area, this in-between, this unclear space with God when we have an awareness of him, but fail to fully and totally surrender our will to him. There are three things that we should know about gray areas. Number one is gray areas don't produce fruit. They produce bondage. And bondage is what keeps us stuck and unable to advance forward in the things that God has planned for us. Bondage creates unhealthy patterns and cycles in our lives that keep deprivation on repeat. You cannot live and thrive in, in, in a gray area. The tricky thing is gray areas don't always seem like a bad idea. As a matter of fact, they often feel comfortable and familiar and free of challenge and responsibility. Many times we know that God is calling us to be more, but we are not ready to commit to the demands that are attached to what God is calling us to do. So we allow this comfort zone to bind us and create cycles in our lives that will again keep us from being fruitful. The second thing that we must understand about gray areas is that gray areas are considered to be our, a, par, a partial commitment. Partial commitments are still non-commitments to God. Living in a gray area is the same as living on the fence with God. We cannot have our feet in both worlds. We have to pick one side or the other. Either you're with God or you're not. Sometimes if we're not careful, we can find ourselves being the kind of believers who think that our religious affiliations and formalities and good deeds will suffice for how we are living our lives behind closed doors. That if we do enough of the right things, that it will overshadow what we haven't been intentional about changing. 
We can, we can be of the mindset that it's okay for us to live in a little bit of sin, in some sin, because we're not as bad as those other people. We're not as bad as those non-believers. We're not as bad as those people who don't come to church. But it doesn't matter how well you preach. It doesn't matter how many right answers you give in Bible study. It doesn't matter how beautifully you sing in the choir. We have a responsibility to live committed to God in every area of our lives not just the areas of our lives that we feel comfortable with God having but every area of our life the last thing that we need to understand about gray areas is that gray areas are driven by our own will we are 100% in control of whether or not we live in a gray area Every time that we choose to ignore God and to take matters into our own hands, we will find ourselves here. The thing about our will is that it will end in our failure every single time. No matter how well we think we have crafted our plan or worked out the details, we are just not that good. Many of us may have been in a place in our lives where we've been trying to force things to happen our way and you keep on hitting a dead end and you keep on hitting these brick walls and it's discouraging and it gets frustrating while many of us haven't even invited God into what we're trying to do. Yet we are blaming God for where we are and what is going on in our lives. And the reality is there is nobody to blame but ourselves. We need to start holding ourselves accountable. Everything is not an attack. The devil isn't attacking some of us. We're just lacking accountability. But see, the God that we serve is still gracious even in that. He doesn't punish us for our, mis for our mistakes. He uses our failure and our losses to show us that his way is better than ours. The only will that will prevail in our lives is the will of God. It's time for us to get out of the grave. So here's what we have to do in order to make this happen. I would like you to go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And it reads, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The first thing that we have to do if we're going to abandon these gray areas that we're living in is that we have to understand, we have to remember who we are. You are chosen. You are chosen and chosen people choose God. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. You can't afford to do what everybody else is doing. You're not like them. Sometimes being chosen means that you have to stand alone or separate yourself from people and things that you want the acceptance and the approval of. 
You may find yourself by yourself during various seasons of your life, but you must stand boldly for who you are. This is not the time in your life to try to choose to fit in. This is not the time in your life to choose to impress people. This is the perfect time to choose God. Put him first in everything that you do. Put him above all of your desires. Choose to live a life that is pleasing to him, not just in front of people, but behind closed doors when nobody is watching. Choose to seek him for your next steps and direction instead of following the ways of the world. Even if it seems like you're being ostracized, even if it means that you'll be persecuted, it may hurt for a season, but I'm here to tell you today that it is not a punishment. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to involve you letting some people and some things go, but it is not a punishment. It's a privilege to be chosen. Jesus chose you and was thinking of you when he decided to die on that cross. He chose to stay there. If for no other reason, choose him because he chose you. Chosen people choose God. The second thing that we must do if we're going to get out of these gray areas, we must understand that God has called us out of darkness to get out of the gray you have to realize that you have been called out of this space you were not created to live in darkness you were not created to wallow in sin you were not created to be held prisoner to all your mistakes and shortcomings you were not created to sit on the sidelines of your salvation and lie neutral in the middle he called you out of that he wiped away your 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 sins he washed away the things that have been on your slate he hit the reset button and gave you a new start he looked at you despite of where you came from and where you've been and he still saw value in you he didn't leave you there he didn't punish you. He didn't give you everything that you may have deserved for some of the things that you did. Instead, he called you out. And he didn't call you out for no reason. He called you out to declare his praises. He called you out so that you could minister to other people. For if they see what God has done in you, they can have hope. They'll be inspired to change. There are literally people watching how you live your life. They're waiting to see what you do so that they will know what they should do. We need to understand that the things that we experience are not all about us. We are called to overcome so that somebody else can overcome. You were called out of this darkness. The last thing that we need to understand in order for us to get out of the gray area is that we need to know that his light is wonderful. His light is marvelous. Marvelous means extraordinary and extremely good. It has no flaw. It's perfect. It's the place that 
It's the best place that we could possibly be. It's where Jesus is. Jesus is that light. His marvelous light is a place where miracles happen. It's where blessings flow. It's where prayers are answered. It's where we say yes to God. You have to access that light. You have access to that light today. God wants to grant you access to that. All you have to do is decide that today is going to be the day where you are going to totally live for God. All you need to do is surrender. Surrender your will. Surrender your way. Give up that old way of living. Give up that old way of thinking. Give up that comfort zone. Those things that you're familiar with for a better life. A life that's not neutral. A life that's not in the middle of light and dark. But a life where you can shine boldly for him. That's the life that you deserve. It's time for you to come out of that grave. Won't you come?